And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Castle Collective. And it has been just way too long. Uh, we had the holidays, and I have to admit, I was the problem twice. We were set up to record, and I ended up having issues where uh, I was out of town and then I was sick. But we are so glad to be back with our New Year's edition. And we have got such an amazing collective joining us. Uh, first of all, he, of course, dominated Disneyland all through the 90s. Uh, welcome back, Nick at Night. Hello, hello. Glad to have you back on Glad board with us. Back. Yeah, it's been it's just been too long. And of course, he's coming to us from the dungeon of his beautiful new home. And that is Mr. Joel Skellington. Good day. And she just got to have Christmas with the most beautiful Christmas present ever. And that is a new child. And she is also, of course, practically perfect in every way. She is Heather Poppins. Hello, hello. Happy holidays. And coming to us live from a uh, undis- an undisclosed location, somewhere very near the Disney World Resort, we believe recording from a bed. Maybe I'm picturing you under covers, under like a uh, a blanket <laughs> fort of some kind. It is Skipper Rob in Orlando. Yes, if for- you if you know the reference, but yes, in the shadows of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I I feel like for tonight we should change you from Skipper Rob to Orlando Calrissian if uh if that works. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, nobody. Really? All right. I I tried to get I tried to get in a pun in the first, you know, 30 seconds, but uh it wasn't well received. All right. So, we're going to do a few things tonight. First of all, we're going to catch up on Christmas. We want to hear about uh how everybody's Christmas was, but more specifically if you have something Disney related, from Christmas, and then we're going to talk all about New Year's resolutions. And uh, Rob, why don't we go to you? Because you had a spectacular Disney holiday. Tell us a little bit about oh, it. Yeah. yeah so um, while we were exchanging text messages over our Disney gifts, my Disney gift was actually a Disney cruise, which was postponed a full year. So it was supposed to happen last year in 2020. didn't happen, so we did it this year. And uh, we went to some good friends, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We were on the Dream, first time I ever went on that one. And uh, it was a quick trip, you know, four nights. Went to Castaway Key, which is the highlight for me. NASA, not so much. But um, <laughs> actually, one of the biggest highlights also was our Palo Brunch. If you've ever been on a Disney cruise, Palo is the place to eat and brunch on your day at sea is the best thing you could possibly do. Oh. Now we were a little disappointed that uh, this will be a part of my resolutions that there was no Spider-Man on board, but we did get to see West Side Story and they did uh, Beauty and the Beast. And the great thing about their Beauty and the Beast is it kind of takes after the movie in the sense mm. that they use some of the characters from the live action movie, if that makes sense. So they had a little bit of puppetry. So nice. Really cool. Nice. So that's that's awesome. Well, I'm so glad you got to have such a good trip. I've still yet to do a Disney cruise. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Nick at night, you're the only one here who's also done a Disney cruise. I don't think I haven't. And Heather and Joel, I don't think you guys have. No, not yet. I've been on the dream actually twice. Mm. Awesome. It's a great time. I see Animator's Palette is my favorite place to eat on board there. That's the one where they have the interactive video screens and Crush comes and talks to you at your table. How fun. It's a good time. Rob, were you on the boat on Christmas Day? No, we uh, came to the port on Christmas Eve. And nice. so I came back and we went to Disney Springs and I did a whole DJ set at Disney Springs. And then on Christmas Day, I gave the gift of Ted Lasso to myself. I binge watched the first season. <laughs> Never seen it before. Excellent choice. That is awesome. Well done. All right. That's great. All right. Why don't we jump over next to Heather Poppins? Tell us about uh, your amazing magical Christmas. And again, you had the best gift of all. Just a little wrapped up <laughs> baby for Christmas. <laughs> That's true. Oh my goodness. It was so fun to see him uh, 
unwrap presents, which is mostly us helping him unwrap presents, but he did eat the bow. So that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I did get a couple of uh, Disney themed gifts this year. And the first one is a two book set of Mark Davis's Imagineering the Disney theme parks. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Really great. Lots of neat concept art and behind the scenes. And it's just really great looking through it. And then uh, my favorite present that I got is a Mary Poppins weather vane. What? Yes. Wait, like the one in the movie or it actually has Mary Poppins on it? It has Mary Poppins on it. That is awesome. Yeah. So we're going to install it on our home. So that is fantastic. I'm not obsessed. I am totally obsessed. (laughs) That is really fun. All right. So a lot of Disney going on with your Christmas and the baby and everything else. Super magical. Let's jump over to Joel Skellington. Well, I had a very nice Christmas, <clears throat> nice and simple with the family. A few uh, Christmas-related items. We actually had uh, our New Year's Eve uh, jammies were, were Disney-themed, which is not unusual for us. Uh, my uh, wife and daughter had similar just uh, print ones, but uh, we made some for, made kind of a combo for myself and the boys with some uh, pants that just had Yetis all over them and then shirts that say Matterhorn bobsled team, so. Awesome. Um, they are not official Disney. They're more uh, knockoff Disney, but uh, that <laughs> that works for me. Love and it. My sweet uh, youngest daughter got me these uh, sweet slippers that are uh, Jack Skellington uh, Christmas kind of slippers. Nice. That uh, are absolutely super comfy, and I wear them all the time now. So, <laughs> but just in general, just a good time. Fantastic. Good, good stuff. Nick at night. Yeah, I I got a few Disney presents this year, which was funny because I didn't ask anybody to get me things Disney related. But I think being on this show and my wife and I going to Disney World and getting Disney uh, Esco rings uh, for our wedding ring replacements. I think people just kind of got the theme going. So I got oven mitts. I got uh, the unofficial Disney Parks cookbook. and. I got a, you know, Mickey and Minnie glass. And I even got this cast iron Darth Vader pancake pan so that your pancakes can have Darth Vader embedded into them. (laughs) So we got a Mickey toaster that burns the Mickey ears onto your toast. And it's just pretty crazy that that people just, again, didn't have to ask for it. They just sent it and it was fantastic. A Disney-fied Christmas. That's a lot. That's awesome. I gave my wife a Disney present that we'll have to talk about later because it's part of our Disney resolutions for the year. But Okay, good, good. Excited to hear about it. I had uh, a very Disneyland-related Christmas in that I took uh, my daughter, who is, uh, I think, 25 today. Today is her birthday. Uh, But as her Christmas gift, I took her and my son I've mentioned it before, but I'm doing a monthly trip with my son every single month. We are going to Disneyland until he graduates from high school. Uh, But we were there the weekend, uh, the Saturday, the 11th and Sunday, the 12th and of December. And we had just a great time and we soaked up Christmas and saw all the Christmas things. It was Christmas everywhere. It was wonderful. And uh, something that uh, happened on that trip is another resolution of mine. So I will save it for that. Uh, But then during the actual Christmas break, I had some days off and I actually sat and watched behind the attractions is what I sort of binge watched. And oh my gosh, that is good. If you have Disney plus, and if you're listening to this podcast, you are a Disneyland fan, go watch behind the attraction. It's unbelievable. And uh, I learned, so I keep thinking, I got to know all this stuff, right? No, there is so much I don't know. So anyway, definitely a binge-worthy show. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody. Sounds like it was wonderful for all. And now we have the new year upon us. And when you get into new year, and we're recording this uh, the night before New Year's Eve, so New Year's Eve, Eve, I suppose, uh, we are 
recording this and everybody has new year's resolutions um, that they make and think about so we decided it would be fun to put together new year's resolutions for ourselves regarding disneyland could include other parks uh, but generally disneyland resolutions and then we got a few resolutions we hope disneyland will make for itself for the upcoming year. So uh, let's kick it off with uh, Joel Skellington. What are your resolutions for yourself for 2022 regarding Disneyland and the Disney parks? Well, I realize as resolutions, as most resolutions go, they do have a tendency to be broken. So I can kind of shoot for the moon (laughs) um, on these because I don't have a whole lot of specific plans on these, but just some things that I would love to do. Uh, one is relatively simple, and hopefully we can get done this year, um, which is to uh, go to see the Marvel campus. Uh, we went last year on kind of a surprise trip, as I mentioned before, to, but it was just to the Disneyland Park. So if we happen to California, which we often do, as my brother still lives down there, and I uh, grew up down there, um, I'm hoping to, to kind of pop over and at least catch the, uh, the Marvel Land, as my family are huge fans of that franchise. So Nice. So that's why it's a relatively attainable one, hopefully, at least uh, I think so. Don't let my kids listen to this episode because then they'll consider this a promise. Um, And that is not a promise. It's just something we like. And I think Avengers, I would say Avengers Campus is, is not going to disappoint. It is so awesome and so exciting and so overwhelming, even if for me, the Spider-Man attraction is good. Web Slingers is, is a good attraction. It, it's, it's new. It's more new than, than amazing, but it's, it's really good. Like it's a fun attraction. It will hold up to the, the, the test of time, but uh, you know, it didn't blow me away, but the campus itself, and I'm not a big Marvel guy, you know, you just constantly are seeing Avengers walking around and they're kind of just, stepping out of nowhere and it's really cool. And the whole thing feels like you're on an Avengers campus. So very yeah, quite fun. like the, uh, the uh, galaxy's edge um, area, same kind of thing, the very immersiveness of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah. So it's awesome. Great. A little bit, a little bit deeper. Um, one would be actually Disney world, which I've been to, but my, none of the rest of my family has. Mm. Um, so uh, kind of always in the back of my mind is, is looking for some, Nice discounted flights over there to Orlando, which pop up from time to time. Just need them to arrange at the same time that I can actually go. So <laughs> uh, something to make that happen, which would be kind of fun to do a little bit outside of, of Disneyland, which is all that my uh, family is aware of on the Disney parks. Um, and then out, out there would be some, you know, mistake fares to Tokyo or something of that nature. So I can go out there and see Yeah, <laughs> some of the other parks. But that's again, that's a that's a far out resolution. That's like saying lose weight. You know, that's one of those kind of crazy ones that, you know, no one's going to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I absolutely. Well, we were supposed to be at Disneyland Paris actually yesterday, as a matter of fact. So we were supposed to be there yesterday. And then once COVID started sparking back up and suddenly events that we had booked were getting canceled and then we were getting notices from the French government about different tests we were going to have to do and quarantines and we ended up canceling, which just made me sad. So, but eventually I will get to Disneyland Paris, but not yesterday. So (laughs) I like it. Joel, is that, uh, is that all of them? Those are great ones. Those are all the basic ones. We, we are not going to get deep into, you know, forming my way into the Disney corporation and being able to run backstage. <laughs> you know, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. I support all that. Maybe we'll do a Disney dream resolution sometime, <laughs> but that's a great one. Heather Poppins, what are your resolutions for Disney for 2022? Okay. So I have two. And the first one is that I've signed up for a run Disney virtual 10k it's the princess run in february nice all right tell us how that that works tell us how the virtual works so i am actually not exactly sure i've done the actual run disney race um a few years ago in disneyland and that was awesome um but i don't believe anaheim allows them to do that anymore and so it's virtual for disneyland and i believe they track your gps 
um, on the day that you go running. Actually, I think you have a week. So there's still some more research I need to do and training and stuff, but that is on my list of stuff to do and you get a medal if you complete it. So that's kind of exciting. My wife did I that love it. during the pandemic. Oh, did she? Yeah. Yeah. She, she like enjoyed it? it. She did it with a friend. So if you have a friend, I suggest you do it with a friend. Oh, that's a great idea. That is so cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's a great one. I didn't even know that the virtual thing, that that was a thing. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. All right. So here's the question. Let's say you're going slow and everything. Can you get mm-hmm. Genie Plus to go to the front? Does that? <laughs> I don't know how that works. If Genie I Plus wouldn't be surprised you if you could <laughs> yes. pay more and like yes. still get it. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that's a, a mileage good one. amplifier. Yes, yes, exactly right. All right, awesome. Well, you'll have to you'll have to come back and report as to how that virtual run went. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. All right, what's your other one? Okay, so I would like to do a Disneyland-themed art piece every month. So that's my second goal. I think I speak for all of us when we say we would all like you to do a (laughs) Disneyland-themed art piece every month because you know that this is really just a covert uh, Heather fan club of your art. (laughs) Oh, you. (laughs) It's No, that's really awesome. Do you have ideas for for what you want to do? Uh, I don't at this point. So if you guys or any of the listeners do, I would love to hear them. So I'll tell you, I I will already tell you one that I would love to see. I would love to see some mashup art, attraction mashup. So like a bunch of pirates on the Pirates of the Caribbean boat riding down the Matterhorn or something (laughs) like that. Like, I just think that would be really, really fun. You know, the whole Alice in Wonderland crew riding Space Mountain in a teacup. I just, there's something about a mashup that I, I don't know. I think that would be really fun. So, well, I love we'll, it. Or you we'll, can do alliteration or rhyming Yeti throwing confetti at a parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And make people guess what the alliteration is. So. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> awesome stuff. All right. Skipper Rob, what you got? So uh, my wife and I, we have the magic passes. And so one of my resolutions is to do rides I've never done at Disneyland. And one of them is the Columbus or mm. Columbia, sorry. Yeah. The Columbia. And that's been on my list and it was being refurbished last time. And so. That is unfortunate. And also to take her on attractions that she's never done. Yeah. I also think we'd like to do some restaurants that we have never eaten at. And so it's just experiencing Disneyland in ways we've never done it before. And so we'll also take suggestions from the collective as well when it comes to that. We're also uh, resolving to find a good hotel. So (laughs) one that we can agree on that like, is within walking distance that is going to be a fun experience for both of us we really like the disneyland hotel but that's not possible every time so yeah um, the, the so disneyland that's our hotel's gotten very house. very expensive um yes fortunately some of us are friends with you know some disney employees and you know heather you uh you recently stayed at grand californian is that right I did, yes. Yeah. And uh thanks to thanks to Bryce's um um recommendation. Yeah. I was able to do that. And they had the giant gingerbread house in the lobby. So I highly recommend everybody visit it during the holidays. Yeah, it it's pretty amazing. And Rob, you recently, not too long ago, you did stay at the Disneyland Hotel, which is we amazing. stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. And the Grand Californian, which I really enjoyed because it's the closest one to the resort. And so that was one of the main reasons I loved staying there. So I've gotten to stay there a few times and I absolutely love it at the Grand Californian. But given my druthers, I'm a Disneyland hotel guy. I just there is magic in that building, sometimes even more than the parks. There is so much history there and so much magic and but uh, I love them both. But we we stay at the Sheraton. Um, I'm a Marriott guy. And so we, we stay at, there's a Sheraton 
that's uh, about a 10 minute walk. And let me tell you, there is nothing magical about it. It's a Sheraton. It has two beds. <laughs> My son and I each have get a bed, but we know the staff there now and they're good to us. So yeah. Well, let us know how that, how that trek all goes. Anything else, Skipper Rob? Uh, just a couple of things. Uh, literally, Right behind me, the fireworks are going off at Magic Kingdom, just so you know. Like, I can hear them from the house I'm staying at. That's amazing. Um, So, a couple of resolutions was to go on another Disney cruise. We Mm. already booked our next Disney cruise. It's a Marvel cruise out of Miami. So, we're excited for that. Wow. That's in February. Um, One of my other Disney uh, resolutions was to, I'm halfway through the animated movie canon of disney according to wikipedia so every animated feature film not the things that have been released on like tv or whatever animated feature film so i just wrapped up robin hood and the next one is the adventures of winnie the pooh so i'm going through in order so that is my goal by the end of the year to have gone through all those films I love that goal. And I will quickly speak to the the sailing ship Columbia you brought up earlier. It is sailing again. My son and I went on it. And I forgot how cool the downstairs is that you can actually go down into the hull of the, is that what they call it? A hull? I don't know. The guts of the ship, whatever. <laughs> the basement. The basement is the official term. Uh, you can go into the basement of the ship. Now you can go underneath. And it's set up like you would imagine a, a pirate ship. There are bunks and there's a little galley and there's storage and there's captain's quarters. And it's it's a wonderful experience to explore. And in fact, uh, I will share some of the photos that I took from it last time uh, with you guys. So it is awesome. I think those are all great resolutions. Um, were that all of them, Skipper Rob? Yes. And the other, uh, yes, that's it. All right, over to Mr. Nick at night. So I mentioned before that I got my wife a present that was Disney related, and it kind of fits into this resolution idea because both of us are, of course, Disneyland fans, but she is a super fan of Nightmare Before Christmas Mm. and has never been on the Haunted Mansion overlay with that. I, I haven't either. So we're going to have a Disneyland first together in October going on that ride specifically. Obviously there's lots of other things to do and we're contemplating and trying to coordinate and figure out all the details of an Oogie Boogie bash in the same trip. But that's something that we've wanted to do because we've this last year, we went to Walt Disney world and did two different days, just the two of us. And it was incredible. Um, I know we'd love going with our kids, but our kids are also kind of fussy wimps. And so we want to go and have a good time. And this is our way of being able to do that. But again, to have this first would be really great. Uh, My second kind of Disney resolution relating to parks is if all the stars align and COVID doesn't get in the way, I'm really hoping that there's an opportunity for me to go to Hong Kong again this year. And this next year, I should say, and go back to Hong Kong Disney and see the new castle. Because when I went, it was the kind of smaller replica of the one that's in Anaheim, but they've got this new huge castle that's just insanely tall. And I'm interested to see what they did with it. Awesome. Those are big ones, man. All of those are big ones, Nick. I love all of them. That's fantastic. Uh, I've got a few of my own and one I mentioned uh, from our trip in December. Now, I uh, I need to be careful how I say this because I really love and appreciate people with matching shirts at the parks and, you know, shirts with funny sayings or whatever, and have always sworn that I would never, ever, 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 ever be that guy. And then I got to the hotel with my son and daughter and my daughter showed us a gift that she got for uh, me and my son and they were matching t-shirts. And my first immediate knee jerk was, oh no, tomorrow's going to be a very long day. 
And then she said, dad, I know you hate matching t-shirts. So take a look at what they are. And my daughter had gone on to Etsy and got a dark blue for my son, a light blue for her, and this kind of reddish uh, shirt for me. And my son's in a really cool font with a little drawn outline. It says Space Mountain, established 1975. My daughter says Splashed Mountain, uh, established 1992. And mine says Big Thunder Mountain, established, and I can't read it in this photo. I think 89, I think it says. But uh, so I had Big Thunder, she had Splash, and my son had Space, and I love these shirts. I've worn this shirt now several times since, not only because I think it's cool, and it's it's like we got so many compliments that day. Everyone was stopping us in lines, and where did you get those? Because they're, they're not in your face. They just look kind of classic. So the only mountain that was missing was the Matterhorn. So we took our photo in front of the Matterhorn. So my resolution this year is to stop being a jerk and to allow good things to happen by not setting hard and fast rules generally. Uh, I have mentioned before, I am a rules guy at Disneyland. You do things a certain way at Disneyland. When you go with me, this is how it's done. My resolution is not to be that guy this year. My resolution is to go with the flow. What does everybody want to do? Let's just go be happy. So that's a big one for me. Very, very difficult one for me, but that is a big one for me. That's an exciting one though. You get the whole new experience. Yeah. Letting go and wearing that shirt was just really life-changing for me. So (laughs) it all changed with a shirt. So that's a a big one. Um, Another resolution that I have and it kind of goes along with it, and it's very similar to what what Rob uh, brought up earlier, and that's that, again, being stuck in my ways as an old man, um, there are things I do at Disneyland and things I don't do. And my one of my resolutions this year, as I'll be going a lot, is to do the things I don't do and find joy in them. Uh, I tend to walk past certain shops, walk past. I, I'll be honest, I never go to Toontown. It's just not something I do. And if I do, it's because on the app, Roger Rabbit is a short line. And so we walk in, we go to Roger Rabbit. I used to love going through Mickey Mouse's house. Uh, now that that's always a two-hour line and with COVID, like Mickey Mouse is 30 feet away from you. It's there's, you know, I just... I am going to go and enjoy more. Lately, my son and I, because I've told you before, I'm a rope dropper. I'm a militant first two hours of in the parks. But my son and I have been going once a month, and we just haven't felt that need. We just go when we're ready to go. We sleep in. We go when we're ready to go. We wander around and go, what do you want to do next? And just take it easy and enjoy it. I will buy Genie Plus. I will then complain about it, but I will buy it. But... I just want to enjoy the parks more. That's my biggest resolution is to just relax, go with the flow and enjoy. And any of you who know me well, boy, this is a big one for me because I do not do this very well at all. Uh, My final one is that uh, in approximately five months, uh, I will be going up not only another year, but another decade. I will be a 50 year old man on May 26th. And we're taking our two of our sons to Washington, D.C., one of our sons for his graduation gift, um, like two weeks later. But uh, I have, as long as I've lived, I have dreamed of staying at the Contemporary Resort at Disney World. When I was a little kid, I when I found out there was a hotel and the monorail goes through it, are you kidding me? The monorail goes through a hotel. I had to stay at it. And I have dreamed of that hotel since being a little boy. And so this year, my resolution is to stay at the contemporary. And then hopefully, I'm not even going to make it a resolution, but hopefully next year, we usually do something big for New Year's Eve. That's we've, we've been, we've done New Year's Eve in Cuba. We've done New Year's Eve in Times Square. We've watched the ball drop and the fireworks and everything. I hope to do New Year's next year, either in Tokyo or Hong Kong or Paris or somewhere where we can go back to one of those parks. So, or go for the first time. 
Those are my resolutions. Awesome. Well, that's why I'm on assignment here. I'm uh, DJing <laughs> at the boardwalk for New Year's Eve. So, oh, are you really? If you yes, if you can't go international, my suggestion is try and do New Year's Eve at Epcot. It's the best New Year's Eve I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, I've done it twice. It's that amazing. is so cool, man! I love that, Rob. Absolutely love it. Good, good stuff. So. Well, you'll have to send us lots of photos of you DJing, Rob. We'll be excited for that. Uh, that's, you know, and it's funny because I talked about staying at the Contemporary, which is ludicrous expensive, and going to Paris or Hong Kong. And yet the biggest stretch for me will be taking it easy at Disneyland. So I am looking forward to figuring that all out. That's a, I, mean, I, I need to take a psychologist or a psychiatrist with me to analyze what I'm doing while I'm there. So uh, that'll be good though. All right. So not only do we need to change and we have lots of plans, obviously, Disneyland could use a little, you know, a few things. We love Disneyland and this will not turn into a gripe session. I almost want to say it's more of a, um, an intervention of uh, Disneyland. Uh, when I look around this room, all I see is a bunch of people who love you and want the best for you. So the suggestions we're all about to make are going to be how your behavior has affected us and what we think you should do because you love us and we love you. So what are you going to do to change this year? Here are our resolutions for Disneyland as to what Disneyland could do. And uh, why don't we jump right back in with Skipper Rob here? Well, uh, one of the things I forget failed to mention was one of my resolutions was to do Oogie Boogie. And so uh, Nick inspired me to do that. And so uh, one of my resolutions is to lower the cost of that huge sandwich at Pim's. I think they just did it $100. It's a nice round number, but come on. That's ridiculous. Come on, folks. Yeah. I mean, seriously, the novelty of the sandwich is one thing, but now they're doing the novelty of the the price. And so I think some of the, some of the things are just way overpriced. It's just outlandish and they know they're just gouging it because of the novelty of it. But my hopes also is that they have a resolution to figure out what they're going to do with the Hyperion theater. Hopefully mm. uh, something will happen there like Tron the musical. So, um, I love it. <laughs> I fight for the users. For the users. Yes. <laughs> I want that now. How, how about as a collective goal, we make a, a resolution to all go to the park and eat that sandwich together. We'll split it. Hey, if that's if, what I think we should do. If the whole collective can come up with a date that we all go together, I'm paying for the sandwich. So I'm all in. Yes. And now I really want Tron the musical. I might do some writing tonight. <laughs> I love it. All right, Rob, what else? Um, what other things do I want? Um, um, I, you know what? I, I want a resolution for guests to treat cast members the best mm. that they can. I think we as Americans feel super entitled and I'm not saying too many things where get, where we're like treating cast members like trash, but um, I think we're lucky to have these people working and the parks are, you know, some of those reservations, there's so many speculations as to why there's reservations, but maybe it's also to make sure that there's enough cast members to support how many people are in the parks. And so my resolution for everybody who is going to a Disney park is to understand that a lot of these people, it's, they don't make up the policies, they enforce the policies and they're trying to do the best that they can. So I think if we can pass on Disney magic onto them, that it just makes it for a better experience for everybody. And I love saying people's names. And so I, every time I see a Disney cast member, I always say their name because they have a name tag. And so I always make sure that I can pass that on. Being a former cast member, I know how it feels. 
That is awesome. Love it. I think that's a good one. And out of fairness, I mean, I think part of Americans being rude is that we're better than other people. And so I think it's hard for us, you know. Certainly to, better than the French. Yeah. Come on. I mean, come on, of course. So <laughs> that was so rude. All right. Sorry. That was me being terrible. I My new resolution is to stop making jokes like that because they're insensitive. So Skipper Rob, I so appreciate all that uh, you brought to the table on your resolutions. I think they're brilliant. Heather Poppins, what you got? Okay. So this is um, a resolution kind of mixed with the hope. And I'm hoping that Disneyland resolves to get rid of the COVID restrictions because I hope that the pandemic just clears all up. And so nice. bring back the parking trams, bring back the meet and greets, no more masks. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I would, I would love to see people's happy smiling faces again. Awesome. Love that. Boy, that's so positive. That's a very Mary Poppins type of uh, <laughs> resolutions. So, you know, it, it's interesting, uh, Heather, I, when, when I'm at the park, I hate when I notice COVID like, yeah. you know, it, it, there's, it's something about it where it's just, it's magic. And then all of the sudden it's like, oh, and there's a plastic barrier, you know, <laughs> yes. you know, and there, oh, I'm not allowed to be within six feet of that person. And, you know, there are just those things. And I think we all want COVID to go away for the right reasons, but this would be a nice side effect of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, totally agree. Yeah. What else you got, Heather? Um, that was my big one. It would be nice if Disneyland announced a Tron roller coaster for oh, Tomorrowland. Yes. yes, that is an awesome one. Yeah, so we're going to get Tron the musical, Tron the roller coaster. <laughs> At what point are we just going to say open a Tron land? Because it deserves its own land. Uh, but I digress. So good ones, Heather. Love it. Joel Skellington, what you got? All right. Now... I understand there's an importance of an experience and, and it's become as no surprise. Mine is related to food there at Disneyland. (laughs) There are certain places where you can only get certain things. And I understand that there's an experience involved with that. There's also severe disappointment when you cannot get reservations or any way to get into those restaurants. Um, When I was there again, just this last year, um, we really wanted a Monte Cristo. Uh, as that's generally traditional, but there was no way we can get any seating at Blue Bayou or Cafe Orleans. Um, from what I understand, there is at Disney or at the California Adventure place um, some more to-go place where you can get a half uh, Monte Cristo. But oh, I didn't know it, that. Uh, from what I understand, it's over. I think it's by the Claim Jumper or something of that nature. Mm. Um, by uh, California or sort over the world. Anyway. The point is you can't get it. And and it was very disappointing. And I was like, I understand we can't get a seat, but can we at least just get the sandwich? I mean, that's what I want is the Monte Cristo and the Palm Frites. So, um, and there's other items of that nature too, um, that either are out or are only available at at, uh, California adventure. And when you're doing a one day thing, you're like, well, I can't just jump over there. So maybe even some sort of uh, door dash between the two parks where you can say, yeah, let me grab, you know, a sourdough uh, salad from uh, Pacific Wharf. Bring it over to me here at the front of Disneyland. Oh, I like that. Something of that nature that still allows you to get some of these things, because as we all know, the food experience is one of my favorite experiences there at Disneyland. And and when I can't get it, I get angry. Um, <laughs> and so it, it just it, I think it would, it would open up some things. That is great. Love it. All right. What else you got, Joel? Uh, that's, that's mainly it. Uh, they do I love it. Else wrong, it's so. so, it's so perfect that your only one is food. That makes me so happy. I think that is awesome. Good work, Joel. All right, Nick at night. What's your resolution for Disneyland? Well, my first one is kind of COVID related as well. I think um, this last year I went to magic kingdom and I didn't get to see Fantasmic. I didn't get to see the Indiana Jones show. And we also went to California Adventure. I didn't get to see, you know, Wonderful World of Color. It, I'd love to see the big shows come back. Mm-hmm. That would be my kind of COVID-esque resolution would be to see the 
shows come back. And I don't know if the answer is that they have a reservation system for those, just like they do with some of the other rides. If that's the fear that there's too many people too close together. I'm not sure what the, the answer is other than um, I just know that I want to see that stuff back. Some of those big shows are part of how you experience Disneyland and, and it's not like any other park because of it, right? There's no other Fantasmic. You can't go to Magic Mountain and get Fantasmic. Yeah. And so um, that would be one of the resolutions. I do think Disney World just reopened Fantasmic. And Rob, maybe you have insight to that. But where, whereas they do it in a theater, they have their own theater that's the Fantasmic Theater. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure on that. But I think I had read that they were reopening that. So, um, yeah, but that's the- a good one. The other the other thought would actually be um, you, you mentioned that you don't like being six feet apart from other people. I do in line. I hope that actually stays. <laughs> so and, and maybe it's, you know, because I don't it's not that I'm like claustrophobic or any of that type of thing. But when we did go, I was like, that's actually something that could stay having a little bit more appreciation for the fact that not everybody needs to hear everybody's conversations when they're in line. <laughs> so. But uh, I, I don't know if this is necessarily, and this is, again, maybe a, a general park resolution thing, but I, I personally feel like with the food thing that Joel was talking about, um, when we were in Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, most of the stuff was closed down. Like they, I would love to see if they could just open up all of the food options again. Maybe that will help address what Joel was talking about. And maybe that's not such an issue. And I, I, cause I haven't been to Disneyland to know, but at magic kingdom, it was like every other restaurant was closed. Mm. And so it was really hard to enjoy the Disney experience when all you were left with was basically the scraps of what nobody else had the foresight to get a reservation for, which ended up being like corn dogs. And you're like, that's okay. Once, but you know, there's, there's other things. And so, I'd like to see shows open up, restaurants open up, but keep the space at six feet in the line. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, fantastic. All right. Anything else? That's good for me. Boy, these are these are actually really practical. Almost all of these. I like it. Well, I've got a few. Uh, myself, my resolutions for Disneyland for this year is to figure out more in the dead space. Uh, There are a lot of dead spaces in the Disneyland resort that could take up people. And uh, yes, I am looking squarely at you people mover, Um, but that not just people mover, but that pavilion, you know, they've now opened up a little shop, but the tower part is still there now because you have um, galaxy's edge. What was the star Wars walkthrough which previously was America Sings, which previously was, um, uh, I was going to call it Gravy Beautiful Tomorrow. What's called Carousel of Progress. Um, that building is massive. It's being used for nothing. You know, they're not even doing meet and greets with it. Uh, they've shut down in California Adventure a lot of uh, the Beast's uh, workshop area there. You know, it's walled off and, and a ton of that space. There's just a lot of spaces. Um, Starcade. I know that they use Starcade now only for, but they use it for things that don't keep people there. And so the parks are super packed all the time. And that's a new reality. And I'm not even going to ask Disney to change that. You're, you're a business and I want as many people to experience the magic as possible. But if you give people more to do, they'll stay longer. They'll spend more. They'll come back more often. And I just think that looking around at all the places where there is room and just figure out what can we do here to entertain people, bringing back shows will go a long way toward that. And that helps out a ton. And the second part is really tied back in with the first part. And I know they've been struggling on figuring out getting the the right employees back and getting enough employees back and, you know, or do they have too much or whatever, but my final resolution is bring back people. And it kind of goes along with what Rob had said uh, that cast members are magic. 
and cast members, I, I could do a whole episode on the different ways that cast members have saved our vacation sometimes. Um, you know, like when my daughter got arrested for shoplifting at Disney World. Story for a different day. Uh, but uh, cast members have just done so many cool things. But the other part that I feel like we're starting to miss is the live experiences um, that used to be more cast member driven, Uh, more people working attractions, more people working parking, more people just welcoming you when you're walking into the park, more characters, more walkarounds, more just chance encounters. Again, that's one of the things I love about Galaxy's Edge and about Avengers Campus. Tons of character walkarounds. I feel like we see fewer Disney character walkarounds. Just more of that stuff. Take a look at where people aren't. You know, how much is uh, print? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, the entire theater uh, that now the name has escaped me, but that used to be, this is how friggin' old I am. I forget everything from now. But uh, I know what it used to be. It used to be Videopolis and whatever it is now. Um, But, you know, there are so many big areas that just sit there and there's nobody there. And there are huge places. I'm not saying you have to build a big, you know, $60 million, $100 million ride. I'm just saying do something with that space to move people around and give people more experiences and then get more people involved in the parks so just so i know your threshold of what you consider a dead zone is tom sawyer's island or whatever they're calling it now is that considered a dead zone to you no no for me it's not um i think they could do more with it but this is where i say bring back more people because tom sawyer island uh and this i'm not suggesting they go back to this but they used to have like inside the fort which why is the fort closed The fort is now a storage area, but they used to have cowboys in the fort who would teach you how to tie knots and they'd teach you how to start fires and whatever. And then they would have the Native Americans outside who would teach you Native American crafts. They would do a Native American show that was culturally questionable at best at this day and age. So I'm not saying they bring it back. They also allowed uh, boys and girls to go up into the fort and quote, Their words, not mine, shoot the Indians. I'm not saying bring that back, any of that. Um, What I am saying is Tom Sawyer Island used to have a lot of magic because you didn't know who you were going to run into there. And so there was a sense that as you're exploring, you suddenly come upon a local. You suddenly come upon, you know, you come upon uh, a Native American. You, you, it's those chance happenings that I understand employees are expensive but i think it's been at the cost of you know some of the magic let us meet those employees and then the other thing and this is going to be me really complaining as an old man i believe in treating people well i believe in equality i believe in personal expression i do have a tough time i'm just going to admit it when I get on the Tom Sawyer raft to go to Tom Sawyer Island and uh, the person who is directing the raft is wearing all of the old gear, has pink hair, a nose ring and tattoo sleeves of whatever the latest hardcore band is. I struggle with that. And Disney did that this year saying, you know, you can, or, you know, the idea that, Anyway, things, if you're going to be of an era, be of the era. I know they're wearing name tags. I know they're wearing Nikes. I get it. But generally a little bit more of trying on the magic. I think people are magic. I think people are incredible. And I love our cast members and uh, just think we need more of them. And that them being more a part of things, more authentic, makes more magic for them and us. Does that sound reasonable? All right, on a scale of yeah. one to uh, just the the uh, the guy from Up, how old did I just sound? 
Well, if you had had it in that the park is just too darn loud, <laughs> that would have put you up closer to a nine. I think you were probably a six. <sighs> well, those are our wishes. So Disneyland, get to it. Make it happen. We've got all kinds of thoughts for you. And uh, my other final resolution is that we're going to do this more often this year. More podcasts. Uh, I love all of you guys. I love the Castle Collective. I feel bad that our audience doesn't get the most magical part, which is our text group. I hate text groups so much. I have taken myself out of family text groups, but I love the castle collective text group i love getting everybody's texts and it's a fun group and uh we'll hopefully add one or two more members of the collective this year but we appreciate you guys any closing thoughts i think rob's asleep but otherwise any close <laughs> i I'm, I'm i'm about to go to sleep um one of the things i forgot to a good resolution was to fill up all the available ponds <laughs> Anything that's supposed to have water in it, hopefully yeah. they can put water in it this year. Because yeah. uh, the lagoon at um, California Adventure is empty right now. Yeah. We know they're doing refurbishments, and also the lagoon for Nemo is empty. So let's fill up those ponds right now. So that'd be great. All about it. All about it, Rob. Any other closing thoughts tonight, guys? All right. Well, we want to thank our uh, listening audience. We appreciate you guys so much. Be sure to follow us on social media. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoy the content, if you could leave us a five-star review, there is nothing that helps us more to be found than uh, getting those five-star reviews from you. And we really appreciate it. And again, we will be a little more consistent. The holidays took it out of us. But uh, we'll be back into our regular form. That is my New Year's resolution. So on behalf of Nick at Night, Joel Skellington, Heather Poppins, and Skipper Rob, I've uh, been your host, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.